Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome to On The Pace on this Thursday here on Sky Sports Radio. Of course, we are in the depths of Inter-Dominion Grand Final Week. Those two Group 1 features for the Pacers and the Trotters to be staged on Saturday night at Albion Park. And as is always the case, New South Wales will certainly have strong representation and, in fact, are looking to win uh, the last three Inter-Dominions uh, after success by Bonsell Benjamin two years ago. Last year it was I Cast No Shadow and this year there is a very strong representation across the board when we look at the pacing championships final. Nerano, Swayze, uh, of course Kanina Provlima, Spirit of St. Louis, Pete said so and Our Money Rocks all representing New South Wales. So it is a very strong contingent including the favourite presently with Tab, that being Swayze at $2.20. When markets were rejigged post-barrier draw on Monday afternoon, Swayze went up at 280 but he's clearly been the most popular now into 220 Over his younger brother, Leap to Fame, he was $1.75 pre-barrier draw, 210 post-barrier draw, and now at $2.40. Nerano's been solid for the last few days at $5.50, and then the drifting better eclipse, $7.50 out to $12 longer odds about the rest. We spoke to Bronin Cranbourg yesterday about that pacing grand final. And then when it comes to the Trotters, Just Believe still holding steady at $1.15 in from one thirty after coming up with that super favourable barrier draw of four. Queen Elida drawn to his direct outside at seven fifty. Eleven dollars for Mafasa Metro and Plymouth Chubb at $14. So races five and eight respectively on Saturday evening. The Inter-Dominion pacing grand final is race five at six. 30 local Queensland time and then we have the trotting grand final at 8:22 local time as part of that 10 race card speaking of cards of racing unfortunately we lost the uh, majority of the Bathurst card last night we got through the first three races before that meeting had to be abandoned due to inclement weather so that was unfortunate but uh, there were Three victors, that being Barry Limbo for the Betts team, Kiss by a Rose, Nathan Turnbull, and in the third, Carla Greco was successful for Wendy and Jason Turnbull before the balance of that meeting, unfortunately, had to be called off. And we also had a trialling session at Menangle yesterday, the open class, fast class trial, the first going the way of gliding away in 153 and 3 in King of Love, a progressive trotter who's already been a victor on the Saturday night circuit. He went back to the trials for a tick over and he was able to win there in one. 58 and one also another to maybe keep a little bit of an eye on uh, a horse by the name of all night long pretty well assessed as a 48 rate it was able to clock a 154 and four mile there not looking uh, too bad at all so it might be one to watch when it steps out at the races again we're of course going to focus right in on this inter-dominion grand final and jack trainer has been called up to take the reins on Maybe the find of the series in Nerano. He was second on night one behind Leap to Fame, which was certainly an eye-catcher. But since then, he's gone back-to-back in pretty impressive fashion. And then his uh, stocks only rose after the barrier draw on Monday afternoon. Jack's been kind enough to join us this morning to talk us through this plum drive. Good morning to you, Jack. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Brittany. Everything's good here. Excellent stuff. Not a bad pickup drive. No, no, really good drive. And... um... Thanks to your father, he got got me the good draw, and um, yeah, things look promising leading into the race. 
Now, over the last few years, you've probably been in a position where you've probably been a little bit frustrated. We go back to two years ago, and I think you drove Bonsell Benjamin for a, a bulk of his heats there in the 2021 series before you qualified one of your own runners. And then last year, you'd struck up quite a, a good relationship with I Cast No Shadow after winning the Len Smith Mile, but uh, you weren't able to, to grab the drive for grand final night when he was successful. So it might be a bit of redemption for you on Saturday night. Yeah, it's uh, fair to say the Inter-Dominion hasn't really been my race of late, but um, yeah, Grimo keeps me pretty level and grounded and reminds me of that on a weekly basis, but uh, yeah, like you said, hopefully this year we get a bit more luck go our way, but obviously it's a very hard race to win and I'm just uh, grateful to be a part of it. What have you made of Nerano through the series? You would have watched from afar, probably hoping that there was a, the potential for you to pick up the drive. From what I can see, you haven't sat behind him on race day prior, but I'm sure that you've kept a very close eye on him through the series so far. Has he surprised you? Yeah, he's um, he's, he's been great through the series, hasn't he? He's, he's probably been the one horse, I think, that every start he's hit the line and um, probably adds credit to Cam. He's just driven him per- absolutely perfect every time and uh, yeah, I think like everyone sort of said, he's probably been the horse that stepped up and probably come from nowhere. He's always been a nice horse. Um, I have never been able to have a drive on him, but like I seen Jace said the other day, that his confidence is high and um, he's got that really high speed. So whether or not he can get past the lights of Elite Fame and a Swayze, um, we'll soon find out. But yeah, by all means, the draw gives him the chance to, to run a good race. There's been plenty of discussion around this speed map and most people have a different opinion on what plays out early on. I guess first things first, as you mentioned, he's got the ace barrier draw. So that's a massive positive. But what do you think happens early on? What would you like to happen? Uh, well, I would have liked to turn it up to draw the back row, but that hasn't happened. Um, but, yeah, I think, I mean, turn it up's got brilliant great gate speed. Everyone knows that and... I know my guy gets out good Narano as well, but just whether or not he has to do too much to, to hold a horse like turning up out at the start, probably detrimental to me late. So an ideal scenario would be turning up, get across, and then Swayze roll to the front and sit three fence. That would be, you know, the perfect trip for me, I believe. And I can't really see it going any other way, to be honest. I don't think Future Assured has the gate speed to cross Swayze drawn beside it from what I've seen and in turn I don't think Leap to Fame would be able to get across it either so you just never know in these races half a million dollars on stage everyone will be trying to do their best but as far as the speed map goes oh, I think it's pretty pretty clear cut in my opinion I know that you've got a, a big opinion of Leap to Fame and you would have seen plenty of him in the last 12 months at this uh, level and the way he's gone through the series has been quite phenomenal. And, of course, Swayze's deeds have been well-documented as well. Who do you think is the horse to beat on Saturday night? Yeah, I, I still think it's Swayze. I, just purely on draw, um, on the draw, I think if Leap to Fame drew inside Swayze, he'd be the top pick too. But, um, yeah, I, I just think I can see it being sort of a repeat of the Blacks of Fake. And, um, you know, although not taking anything away from Leap to Fame. He's an absolute champion and he went great, but you know, Swayze sort of had his meter there and if he's able to be in that same sort of form and run those same sort of sectionals, it will, it will make it very hard for anything to beat it. And it probably just comes down to what horses come through the series the best and, and what horse gets the best run. So it's going to be a great race to be a part of. How do you prepare for a drive like this, a border horse that you've 
never sat behind. I guess it's probably a different feeling. Is it a case of having a chat to Cam and finding out if there's any quirks that you need to be aware of? Have you had a really good look at replays? If, have you done a lot of form this week or is that something that you're planning to do over the next few days? Uh, yeah, obviously, definitely talk to Cam. Um, you know, he's sort of been around a bit now. Narano, he doesn't look like he has too many quirks, but it's always good to get an opinion of a top driver just so that nothing unexpected happens. But, um, yeah, I've obviously watched the, all the heats closely throughout, and then last night I went over a few more replays just to make sure that, you know, nothing, you know, nothing comes unprepared. But probably the main thing this week is I've tried to be on the Cam Hart diet just to try and shed a few kilos. <laughs> He's gaining about 30 kilos in weight this week, Narano, so I don't know if that'll be any good to him or not. <laughs> what about, uh, I guess, in terms of how your confidence levels are? Do you, do you give yourself a genuine hope there on Saturday night? Because a lot of people do. Oh, for sure, yeah. You, you mean, I mean, you have to go into the race confident and, um, you know, the horse is in great form. Uh, he's got a great draw and, you know, as you well know, I'm driving for the right stable. He's can produce an into the Dominion winner, Jace. So, no, I'm going in full confidence. I'm going to drive him um, like he's there to win and, and hopefully give him every chance. Well, that's Narano on Saturday night, drawing the ace in the Inter-Dominion Grand Final. What does the Inter-Dominion mean to you, Jack? I know that there's been, you know, discussion around uh, maybe it not being as prestigious or the way that it's worked out the last few years without a Kiwi connection uh, maybe it doesn't have the same gravitas but as a kid growing up and making your way in harness racing I'm sure the Inter-Dominion alongside the New Zealand Cup for you has always really been at the top of your wish list Oh for sure Brittany it's um you know it, it, there's no doubt about it it has probably lost its um prestige that it's that it once had you know 10 or 12 years ago when it was champions from both sides of the Tasman competing but at the end of the day it's still one of the pinnacle races of our sport and you know it's got that good prize money to offer so it's definitely one of the races you're happy to be a part of and you know you definitely want to win. Well, that's race number five on Saturday night 6.30 local time for the Inter-Dominion Pacing Grand Final. You'll also have your stable star going around only about 15 minutes later, in fact, in Brave You, Kelly. You decided to, to pop her in this week on the seven-day backup, and she goes around uh, in what looks a very winnable race. Yeah, yeah, it is, Brittany. Um, her run was actually a lot better than it probably looks last start. She was held up a little bit around the last corner, and there was a gap inside, but um, she just wouldn't didn't seem to want to go down the track to take that gap, and I just felt like I was fighting her fighting her momentum the whole way up the straight when she did finally get through and come around to going down the track she actually hit the line really well and I was really happy with her like I said it probably didn't look as good at first glance but the way she felt I, I think she's really come back into a good patch of form and uh, 2300 metres this week so um, young Jack Brown will just be able to sit her in but I think on the way she's felt the last couple of weeks I do give her a really good winning chance What about the 2300 metres because she's race basically exclusively at the mile since she came across. I think she's only had the three goes over longer than that. One of them was, uh, you know, quite early on in her campaign. And then the other two have been in uh, the Queen of the Pacific events where they've been so genuinely run, it's probably hard to get a real line on her staying credentials. Do you think there's any issue with the longer distance? No, no, I don't think so, Brittany. Like one of her first starts from New Zealand here, I think it was only her second or third start. She raced over 2,300 at Manang and ran off really good time. I think she went about a 54-mile rate. 
And as you said, the other two times have been over 2,700 metres, one in which he ran third in the Queen of the Pacific to, uh, last year. And and then the, this year, just been a few, or about a month ago, um, she led up. And I'll probably, to be honest, just went a lot too quick on her, to be honest, set up a really fast tempo. And I probably just told on her late. So uh, if she relaxes on a helmet and she settles over the 2,300, which I expect she would, I, I don't have any concerns with her finding line still. That's race number three on Saturday night. And what does her immediate future look like? We know that the Carnival of Miracles have changed uh, and now the Queen of, uh, I should say, the QE2 mile, which she, of course, is a defending champion of, has moved back a little bit. So is it a case of ticking her over, then giving her a break early in the new year? Or what are your plans for her? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame that Mia's um, race has been moved because uh, everything was working perfectly for another campaign at that in February. So... With Menangle shutting down over Christmas for a couple of weeks, she's going to go to the paddock after Saturday, uh, regardless of the result, and just have two to three weeks off. And uh, then she'll be brought back, and we'll have her around for the Carnival of Miracles, Miracle Miles campaign here. And uh, Although she'll be up against the boys, with it being at home, I thought we might as well still have a crack at some of those better races and see how she goes. And then it still gives us time to give her another break and then aim up for the Mears race in uh, early May, I believe. Excellent. Well, she goes around there on Saturday night and looks a really strong chance. Brave you, Kelly, on her way to uh, defending her title uh, of the Queen Elizabeth II mile in May. Appreciate your time this morning, Jack. The very best of luck on Saturday night. Here's hoping uh, that inter-dominion that has eluded you over the last few years might come back around this time. Appreciate you joining us this morning. No worries. Thanks very much, Britt. Jack Trainer aboard Nerano on Saturday night in the Inter-Dominion Pacing Grand Final. Currently third favourite at $5.50, but we know he's been exemplary right throughout the series so far. And after coming up with the inside gate there on Saturday, he is a major player to consider. So that's where a lot of our focus will aim uh, this weekend, of course, with those Inter-Dominion Pacing and Trotting Grand Finals. But important to note as well, there will be one eye on WA on Friday. Friday evening with the running of their premier four-year-old event, the four-year-old Golden Nugget for $200,000. And the New South Wales representative of my ultimate, Ronnie, has come up with a pretty ordinary draw on paper, but is still uh, currently the tab fixed price favourite. He'll wear saddlecloth number 12 for the 2,536-metre feature. Jared Alchin and Cam Hart making his way across to partner uh, with this star four-year-old. So we wish at Connections all the very best of luck there. And uh, Cam will then jump on the plane on the red eye back to Brisbane uh, for his engagement aboard another favourite, this time Swayze in the Inter-Dominion Pacing Grand Final. Michael Gearham will be aboard tomorrow morning at around this time to find you some winners for the weekend and I'm sure that he will have some very strong opinions on who comes out on top on Saturday night at Albion Park. Join him then.